0: Shauna and Jody here with Real Sisters, Real Talk. We're glad to have you joining us as we talk about growing in our faith with God. Hi, welcome back. I'm Jody, and here with Shauna, and we are excited um, to be entering into this next phase of the holiday season. So we just celebrated um, Thanksgiving. Um, we got to do uh, Black Friday shopping and Cyber Monday craziness and all of those things, and um, and now we're moving into the Christmas season, which this is my favorite time of year. We shared, I think, um, last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm we both are decorators. The day after Thanksgiving, um, I am somebody who even brings my dishes. I put my my normal every day, all year long, dishes away, and I bring out my Christmas dishes, and we use them all month, as well as um, coffee mugs. All turned to Christmas mugs and everything, so this is a really fun time of year that I absolutely love. I also just want to say we are so grateful we've been hearing from a lot of you, our listeners, and we cannot tell you how much we enjoy hearing from you and hearing how you're growing and what God is teaching you, and that that just is such a blessing to us. Um, and so thank you for reaching out, and then we would just also, um, like to ask if you are enjoying the podcast, if you wouldn't mind sharing it with people or putting a like on there or subscribing, cause those are all things that help us kind of get the word out as well. And we just have a lot of fun, um, doing this. And so, um, we appreciate you again. We just so appreciate hearing from you. So we're in this Christmas season. It's time we in the, um, Christian world hear about Advent and there's these four topics that are fall into the advent, and it's hope and I just think this is such a um such a season of hope, and I think you know when the kids were little, it was hope for the right present that they might get, or you know different things like that um and so today we're just gonna talk about actually what our hope really rests in. And so that's, that's such a beautiful thing. But, um, yeah, I, you know, just on the lighter side, sister, what are you hoping this Christmas season holds? Is there anything that you're hoping for? Like, as far as like even time with family or whatever, like what, what is your hope in these coming weeks?
1: Hmm.
0: I, this is such a crazy time of the year. It's, it's a beautiful and wonderful
1: time of the year, but it's also such a busy time of the year. And I work for Moody Bible Institute and they so generously give us two weeks off, kind of following the, you know, the Bible college schedule, we get two weeks off over the Christmas season. And so over that time period, those two weeks, I'm hopeful that there's just going to be some sleeping in and some mornings where I get my cup of coffee and I'm in my jammies and I just sit on my, in my comfy spot with my Bible and my journal, and I can just linger with the Lord. I'm hoping to connect with people that I've been wanting to connect with, but my schedule and my commitments have kept me from being able to do that. So I'm really hopeful that all the space and time that my employer is giving me over those couple of weeks will create space for some things that I want to have happen.
0: What about you? I love that. And that, that takes intentionality, right? Like that's a, it it definitely need to be intentional on it. So for me, I would say I, I just am expectant, excited about family time. You know, we are planning, uh, we're going to be together, um, all seven of us, um, for Christmas Eve, which I'm super excited about that whole day. And, um, so just looking forward to, to family time Um, also my granddaughter turns one in December and that's crazy. Yeah. So it's been a really fun season, but it's also that it just kind of adds, um, to it. And so we're anticipating some really fun things in this next month too, with her and being able to celebrate her. And so, yeah, there's just, this is a really, um, Good like you said, busy, but mm-hmm. also a really fun season. I am somebody who shops quite early because I do not like the chaos of yeah. panic shopping and so um so I try to get my shopping done early. Quick story of benefit of panic shopping is um many, many years ago we were our kids were young, and so you know money was tighter then. Um, and it was you know just a little bit tougher to to you know spend money on things. And my husband waited till the last minute to go shopping for me for Christmas. And I wanted some fake UGG boots, and he went shopping for fake UGG boots, and they were sold out everywhere he went. And so that Christmas, I got real. Ugg
1: hey, boots. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So that his procrastination
0: was to my benefit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I actually had a procrastination work in my to my benefit as well when it comes to Christmas because one morning the kids are like, you know, wanting to woke up in the morning and wanting to open presents and wanting to open presents, but dad was still sleeping. I'm like, just let dad sleep and when he gets up, you know, we'll open the presents. Well, he woke up and they were just like, Yay, dad's awake, we can open our presents. And he goes, Just a minute. I need to run inherent. Oh no. He disappears. Yeah, he disappears and he comes back, and all of a sudden my stocking is just bulging. And so we open up our stockings, and I had, I think, two bottles of Fruitopia from the local gas station in my stocking and like a pack of gum. (laughs) I was like, oh, somebody forgot to do the stocking shopping. So anyway, (laughs) fast forward the next year, it was a mega upgrade. It was, it looked like my stocking was empty, but it was a, a, a very generous gift card to a store that I love. So,
0: yeah, that worked my nice. half as well. <laughs> <laughs> took but a this, year, but there's it a benefit a to go. That's okay.
1: That's okay. On this conversation of yeah. hope, I was thinking about you know you'd ask me what I was hoping mm-hmm. for, and 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 then in turn what you were hoping for, and all the things that I hope for are good things, but there's no assurance that any of that is actually going to happen or that it's going to go down the way that I think it's going to go down, which makes me think of the difference between hope. When we think of the things that we hope for, I think sometimes we tend to translate the word hope to mean like wishful thinking. I've got wishful thinking that I'm going to have some alone time. I've got wishful thinking that I'll be able to hang out in my pajamas and, you know, linger with the Lord, but I don't know that that's how it's going to go down. But biblical, biblical hope is not wishful thinking biblical hope yeah. is trusting in a trustworthy god right it's in the promises of god so there yep. was this if you know we're talking about advent we're getting ready for christmas let's just go back a little bit the before jesus christ was born there was 400 years of quiet from the time the last prophet had spoken to the time that jesus was born it was a time of waiting it was a time of long 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 waiting and anticipation of the christ child and the messiah and that he would come and that he would make everything right we're really connected with our ancestors in this Mm -hmm. way because even though the messiah has already come we know that the gospel story and the truth of scripture is that he's coming back and so we're also people who are in waiting we see what's going on in the world around us today you know the the war that's taking place in israel the ongoing war in ukraine um just even the things culturally that so conflict with who God is and what he wants for us in the world today. And our hearts ache. We have that same longing, like God, come and make everything right. You know, we're anticipating, but we can look back at all of the promises that God made in the past and all of the promises that he fulfilled. And we have this evidence when we look back of who he is, and that he's a trustworthy God. So we look forward, not like as a wishful thinking kind of a hope, but with an assurance that we have a God who keeps his promises.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and the end, like we could stop right there. That really <laughs> sums it up beautifully. <laughs> the, our hope is this, this anticipation of what is to come, and it is in truth it's it's not wishful, and the, I am so grateful for that. You were talking about like this season of quiet as people were waiting for the Messiah to come. We're waiting for Him to come again. Um, they were waiting for the Messiah to show up. I just did this whole like deep study on the life of John the Apostle, and we, um, with we, Sarah, and I taught it at a women's retreat. And one of the things that just as I was studying his life he first was they believe he was first a disciple of john the baptist and so one of the things just kind of in in studying his life is seeing how he was anticipating the messiah he was leaning in he wanted to learn he put himself in a position to to be close to john the baptist and then to jesus and he he was um actively waiting and hoping and anticipating. And I think that's one of the keys like too, we, we need to be actively hoping in the coming back of Jesus. We know it's a, like you said, this is a promise and we know he's coming back. And that's what our hope lies in. Our, we, we have an eternity to -hmm. spend with him. And so if my, you know, just even um had a conversation with somebody who really does not know the Lord um recently and they were they were talking about just death and just I just thought there's no hope. If this world is all that we're living for, yeah. then we we don't have hope. But when we hope in our hope is in who God is, his promises. Our hope is in the fact that he sent his son to die on the cross to pay the price for our sins, that he's coming back to take us all home. My goodness, that's, that's a place I want to put my hope and then I want to do it in an active way. So that means because I believe that Jesus Christ is who he is and I have put my hope and my trust in him, then in response to that, the grace that he has poured over me, I want to live for him. Mm-hmm. And there's an active doing there. It's not just do whatever I want until he comes back. It's let's live for him and let's tell people who he is. Yes. And so it's this active waiting.
1: Yeah. So did, have you seen Facing the Giants, the movie Facing the Giants?
0: Yes. It's an yeah. old,
1: old movie, but it's it, a Christian movie. And there's a coach who's really wanting to see revival. He's trying to turn this football team around. He's doing everything you know that he that he can to make it happen. And he, he's at a point of frustration and he says, I need God to show up. Well, there's um, an older gentleman who's walking through the lockers, walking through the school down the hall and like touching the lockers and praying over them. And the coach comes out and they end up having a conversation and and, you know, the coach is expressing his frustration, like, God just needs to show up. I need God to show up. And the older gentleman told the story. He said, there were two farmers that desperately needed rain for their crops. And they both prayed for rain, but one prepared his fields. He says, which one do you think had faith? And, you know, of course, the coach is the one who prepares his fields. Mm-hmm. And then he said, which one are you? And, and that's the, that's the active hope like biblical hope active hope is it's not that we lean back in the lazy chair and wait we get to participate Mm -hmm. with god in the work that he's doing in advancing the kingdom today so even as you were telling the story jody about you know they're having a conversation with someone who doesn't know jesus and and how there's no hope in that situation two things come to mind for me one Praise God for the privilege of being able to know the Gospel and to know Jesus intimately, to walk with yeah. the Father in everyday life right but two man that that makes my heart break, and it creates some urgency mm-hmm. for me like we need to be people who are sharing the good news, ready to share the good news, which is the gospel story that you know we don't deserve to have this intimate relationship with God, but He loves you so much that He made a way by sending his son to die on a cross to take our penalty for our sins upon himself and then he did he died but he was brought back to life he rose from the grave and then he ascended to the father and he's coming back i mean that's the good news that's the gospel story and i think sometimes we think that that's a story that's meant to be told by Pastors and missionaries and that sort of thing. And I'm just, I'm just your everyday girl. I'm, you know, I love Jesus with all my heart, but like, I'm not going to be preaching the gospel. But I tell you what, when you tell your own story of how, Mm -hmm. how God has impacted your life, maybe, maybe your story is this. I woke up this morning and I felt so anxious and I couldn't even put a finger on why I was struggling with anxiety the way that I was. But I just, I just had a conversation with God about it. And I said, Lord, I don't know why this is here. But I know that you're the Prince of Peace and I trust you. Would you just would you just give me a measure of peace and settle my anxious heart? And I just feel so much better right now. Like that could be your story that you share with somebody at the water cooler or over lunch that introduces them to the God who changes our circumstances.
0: Absolutely. You know, our story is so important in sharing the gospel. It's, it's in our story that people can relate or they can see transformation that takes place. I was just, we were reading in Mark. Um, and I, I literally read, um, the, the part about Jairus' daughter dying and being brought Mm -hmm. back to life and the bleeding woman in there. And I wrote next to it, it's her testimony. Mm -hmm. This is, this is her story, you know, and you, you just see how, um, our story is so, Powerful in when we, we were sharing the hope of Jesus Christ. Um, Our testimony yeah. is a big thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what does it look like to actively hope? To not lean back in this Christmas season, but to lean in to all that Jesus is, to all of God's promises that He's kept. I mean, what is that what is that gonna look
0: like for you, Jodes, to,
1: to actively hope over the next few weeks?
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm going to answer that really practically. And then first I'm going to share a verse that yeah. just kind of speaks to that. We both had this in our biblical mandate, our life verses that we talked about a few weeks ago, but Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so receiving the hope of God, trusting in his hope, and then overflowing with that. So that's exactly what I certainly hope to do Um, To be intentional in the way that I approach this coming season of Christmas time, there's lots of people out. Mm -hmm. There are lots of people in the stores, um, which in Southern California can be frustrating sometimes, um, but it's a great opportunity to share the love of Jesus. And sometimes that might just be an act of kindness. It might be letting someone who seems to be in quite a hurry just go on in front of me whether that's in the car or in a line you know right. um, it it could be it could be something as simple as looking somebody in an eye the eye and just seeing them mm-hmm. and greeting them instead of rushing past them like they're an object in my way so there's many many ways that we can do that the other thing I would say in this season, there's a lot of people who are willing to come to church on Christmas Eve that might not be willing to come at another time of year. And so I think it gives us a very unique opportunity to invite people into community, which is a, another beautiful thing. And then for me personally, I like to shift into, um, a preparation for Advent. I love to read Luke. In the month of December, um, I like to do Advent devotionals. Um, I like to, to really be very intentional to turn my, my, um, my own disciplines, um, really into leaning in to the, the real reason of Christmas. I don't want to lose sight. I love the family time. I love giving gifts. Um, but I never want our focus to turn to the things that are not about. God. So, yeah. So that's kind of does that answer your question?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. I think w- what
0: are you thinking?
1: I think that one of the things that one of the ways in which I keep my hope in God throughout and I actively hope throughout the Christmas season is not getting all of my anticipation wrapped up in in the other things of Christmas. So what I mean by that is just kind of like releasing expectations of what I think it's supposed to be like and accepting it for what it is. I would ideally like to have my whole family in my home with me (laughs) <laughs> at Christmas, right. and that's not going to happen. I have a daughter and a son-in-law who live in Australia, and I have a daughter who lives in the Czech Republic. And this Christmas, they get to be together, which is awesome because my daughter in the Czech Republic is going to Australia for Christmas, but they won't be together with me. That's so fun. So the way that yeah. it is super fun. So what we do is we FaceTime and we we prop up, prop up the laptop, and you know they we have a Christmas tradition of having cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning after the stockings and before the presents. So last year, you know, Bryn wasn't with us, but Grant and Eden were. And so I Venmo'd Bryn money and I was like, please get a cinnamon roll from a bakery (laughs) so that we can all sit at the table (laughs) and have cinnamon rolls together. So, and we just prop up the laptop. And so we do our Christmas traditions even from afar, but yeah. So part of that is just releasing the fact that we're not all going to be opening presents. We're not going to be all gathered around the tree. We're not going to go to the Christmas Eve service together. Like that's not what it's going to look like for me this year. And so releasing that and not feeling disappointed in that, but truly recognizing that honestly, everything that I need, I know this seems cliche and I'm really trying, I'm really not trying to be cliche in saying this at all. I'm genuinely saying from my heart, like. I am so grateful for the gift of Jesus at Christmas. And if, if that can Mm -hmm. just be the main thing and all of the rest of it is gravy, um, Lamentations 3, 21, I think it's 21. The Lord is my portion says my soul. Therefore I hope in him, you know, it's like, that's where my hope is. My hope is in this incredible relationship that I have with the father that was made possible through this this man who loves me and is obedient to the father and came as a baby. And just the whole, I mean, think about it. The whole idea that God, divine God came as a human, not even to a palace or, you know, wasn't born into royalty, but like born in a stable, talk about your humble beginnings to people who were like not significant really on planet earth before they gave birth to the christ child, but and just his willingness to be present with us, that he would come to earth and be among us and be one of us he's not he's not turned off by the the earthiness of us, the messiness of life he he gets it, and yeah, just I think actively hoping is a part of. I don't know if you picture the things on scales, right? Like this is what I want Christmas to be like and all my expectations of what it should be, you know, that nobody fights on Christmas day and (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't know all the things it snows here on Christmas Eve, just a gentle, thick, fluffy snow, like all the things that you anticipate Christmas is supposed to look like. And then what we have in Jesus, it's like, oh, you know what I mean? Let's let, right? let's let what's most important be most
0: important. Yeah. You can't even compare the two. Yeah. So what do we do? What do we do with that? You know, I had some, some verses written down. Um, and so just to share another one, 1 Peter 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into the inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. My goodness, does that not wrap it up? That's First 1 Peter 1, 1.3. Mm. The hope that we have is, is in Jesus Christ, and it's an eternal mm. hope. And so, yes, then when you put those on the scale and you compare it to what maybe my... My hopes are, you know, that dinner turns out well and I, you know, don't burn whatever, like, you know, don't burn the steak. Like you, our hope, our hope, these things are insignificant when you put it next to our hope in Jesus Christ. And, and then, and then just that challenge when our hope is so crucial and so important, we need to share it. Mm -hmm. We need to share it.
1: A couple of years ago, um, Eden was home for Christmas and... She got COVID on Christmas Eve. We were just about ready to head out to the Christmas Eve service and she tested positive for COVID. And it was like, oh, okay, not going to the Christmas Eve service. In fact, we're not going to be to the big family gathering with grandma and grandpa. And like, we're not doing any of those things that we would normally do. Um, There was some isolation involved there. There was some distance. It was just like not what you would expect Christmas to be like. And the truth of the matter is we can't control all the circumstances. And I don't know what your Christmas is going to look like this year. Maybe there's somebody who's usually around the tree who's not going to be there or, you know, or you're bedridden and can't be with the people that you want to be with. For whatever reason, if Christmas is not looking like what you think it should look like, you have a sure hope in Jesus Christ. There's, there is a, a certainty to how he loves you and what he's created for you for all eternity to be with him and in perfect relation. The, the, the Trinity is in perfect relationship right now and we get to be in perfect relationship
0: with the Trinity for all eternity. It's, it's just amazing. That is amazing. And that's such a good reminder because there are many people um, who are, you know, whether it's through death you know, we lost our dad a few years ago and so he will not be with us, um, at Christmas time. And, you know, there's, there's, um, and I, and I get like, there are, there are people who have lost spouses or children this last year. And this is, uh, this is heavy. It is a lot to carry. And, um, and I would say a couple of things. One is, Um, God has got you in the palm of Mm -hmm. his hand. Um, He's holding you in the midst of your grief and it's okay to grieve it. um, But he's holding you in the midst of your grief. He is present in it with you. His heart is breaking with you. I really believe that. Um, I mean, we know when Lazarus died, Jesus wept. Like he, he cares about the things that we're, we're struggling with. Um, But, but again, even in light of that kind of a loss and um, heaviness, our hope is eternal and that's such a beautiful thing to be able to trust in and to hang our hat on and so no matter what we're facing this christmas season whether it looks different or um you know there's there's people missing just cuz they moved away or mm-hmm. um have gone home to be with the lord we our hope is is in the lord and that's a good thing to celebrate That is a good thing to celebrate. So as you ready
1: your house with pulling out all the Christmas mugs and pulling out all the Christmas dishes and putting up the tree and all the things, let's, man, let's make it a priority to ready our hearts to, to focus on who Jesus is and what he's done for us and what has been won for us on the cross. And as we anticipate Christmas, be reminded that God's real. He's really, really real and he really loves you.